beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. My name is Jacques Daniel, and I am joining you from the Chancery offices from downtown Rapid City, beautiful Rapid City. My co-host Amy Julian <laughs> is missing in action. I don't know where she is. She'll be here soon. Uh, but I'm I'm here and I'm ready to roll here. Uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. It's cold. It's chilly. Um, it's perfect sweater weather. We're we're moving into uh, some crazy weather here in uh, in South Dakota, but. Uh, so glad to have you this morning. We have quite an amazing show, and we're just going to jump in with a little bit of a prayer, and then I'll introduce our first guest. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for all the ways that you take care of us, ways that you provide for us. We thank you for the rest that we got. Yes, that you'd multiply our energy, give us everything that we need, every good gift. We know that you love us and take care of us and provide for us. So we entrust this day to you and uh, all of the conversations that we have this morning. So we pray all glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we are going to jump right into our show. We have an amazing lineup of guests this morning. I'll be joined uh, shortly by Amy Julian, who's a director of evangelization in uh, St. Joseph's in Spearfish, South Dakota. And uh, but this morning we have Dr. Scott Heffelfinger, who's an associate professor of theology at the Augustine Institute. Good morning, Scott. Dr. Scott. Good morning. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome. Is it? cold in denver it is pretty cold you know we had a cold snap and some snow a few days ago and now we're kind of in the you know denver is fantastic for this kind of blazing sunny glorious white you know wintry days and we that's what we're at right now it's a little warmer and then it'll get cold again and we, we just go through the cycle but right now we're kind of in the middling low temperatures <laughs> excellent well for our uh, listeners please uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself Oh, sure. I'd love to. Um, yeah, so I'm here in the Denver area with this beautiful weather that I mentioned, and um, I teach theology at the Augustine Institute in the Graduate School of Theology. Um, and I've been doing that for almost seven years now. Um, I teach in the area of morals, so Catholic morals, uh, moral theology, uh, ethics. Um, I also teach in the areas of marriage and family and Christian prayer, and the interior life, so Catholic social teaching, so all of those things that are kind of in the moral domain. What does it mean to live life as a Christian, to imitate Christ? Those are things that I, I love. I love teaching. I get to do that. Um, I also, you know, <laughs> work hard to, to live it out. I'm, I'm married with four children. I have a beautiful wife, and we're coming up on 15 years of marriage. 
And uh, my wife is from Austria, actually, so we have a fun kind of international marriage. And uh, my children are dual citizens, and they get to profit and maybe suffer a little bit from, you know, these, uh, these great things that come with being an international couple. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me uh, and what I do. Excellent. Well, this morning we're here to talk about, we're right on the, uh, we just celebrated Christ the King on Sunday, and uh, yeah. Advent is on our doorstep. So I think we're going to be chatting this morning a little bit about uh, a formed series, an Augusta Institute series uh, called Rooted. What is Rooted? Yeah, well, so it's called Rooted, Rediscover the Jesse Tree this Advent. So there's, there's kind of there a bunch of things there in the title, and basically... Um, it is a video series of daily uh, Advent reflections based on the kind of traditional uh, devotion of the Jesse tree, which we can talk about <laughs> a little bit. Um, but it's something that I've worked together here with uh, Form.org, which is our online platform, and we do a lot of media work here as well at the Augustine Institute. And so I get to draw on some of that teaching that I mentioned in, in morals, um, draw on some of that personal experience and my vocation as a married layman, um, and put that into uh, certain video or audio productions as well, which is another great outlet for the educational apostolate that we are here. So this particular series is uh, an Advent series that is preparing us for Christ's coming at Christmas, and it does it in a way that's specific to the Jesse tree. So, I don't know, are you familiar with the Jesse tree, Jacques? I am. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm trying to remember how exactly our family started the tradition, but it's a uh, it's a long it's a long tradition in our family. In yeah. fact, we were yeah, we were just chatting this weekend because uh, it's a long story, but we have multiple events on multiple weekends, and uh, the tradition in our family is that we normally you know get our Christmas tree and we put up the Christmas tree and it's just empty. And then as Advent starts, we uh, pray with the Advent wreath and, and we go through each of the, you know, uh, Jesse Tree um, individuals and stories. And, and so little by little, as we get closer to, to Christmas, the, the tree is is slowly decorated piece by piece. And anyway, we, yeah. we normally reserve that for, you know, beginning of Advent, but next weekend's going to be crazy. So we got it this weekend. We went out, cut it down, and we're, <laughs> we're ready to roll. Yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta, you know, go with the flow. And, and yeah, I gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's similar to us, actually, with the Jesse Tree. So I didn't grow up doing uh, the Jesse Tree in, in our household and my family, but it's something that, as my wife and I, you know, have grown into our family life, um, Advent has become one of our, our favorite liturgical seasons um, mm. because of certain traditional practices we have in devotions, because, um, you know, maybe because it's sort of moderately short and manageable and <laughs> culminates in Christmas, you know, so there's this kind of building of excitement. Mm-hmm. And the Jesse tree is a, a big piece of that um, for us. And you sort of started to describe it, which is, you know, it's basically working through salvation history and looking at the various figures and events there um, and tracing that history in preparation for Christ's coming to see how it points to Him, and also how it can prepare our hearts to welcome Him even more ardently um, at Christmas. So, 
And then the tree part, as you mentioned, a lot of people use their Christmas tree. We have a little kind of wooden tree that we set up, and there are ornaments that have an image um, that represents the biblical scene that you've read and kind of prayed over and then these things. Um, and then you put that up on the tree, and you kind of build this collection of images that is a, a kind of pictorial summation, you know, of, of God's work in salvation history. So it's great for kids because of, um, you know, short scriptural passages, uh, hanging things on trees, images, a reminder of salvation history. And so it's typically a family practice, and so you do it in your family, we do it in ours. And with this series, I wanted to kind of um, adapt the idea of the Jesse tree for adults, um, because I had found mm. it so fruitful in my own life and doing this with my family. Um, and I thought, well, what if we just you know, were to tweak this a little bit and sort of target adults with it? Um, and, uh, and so that's kind of what the Rooted series is is trying to do. It's, it's rediscovering the Jesse tree in a way that is sort of for adults to show how salvation history really applies to our own lives um, in the Advent season as we prepare for Christ's coming. Um, and the name Rooted is just, because these are, you know, these are deep roots that we have um, in, in Scripture. And so to try to, in a way, uh, acknowledge those roots and, and let them uh, bear good fruit in our lives, that's, that's kind of you know, what we're going for with this, uh, with these daily reflections. Yeah, that's beautiful. You'll think this is funny. Maybe the, um, so our family had, had this tradition and, and my wife is going to hear this and she's going to yell at me for not remembering how it all started. But, um, that's what, that's her role in the family (laughs) is remembering those things. But, um, uh, but we had a, a priest who was the, I was, before I worked at the, chancery at the diocese i was a director of the newman center and the chaplain at the newman center father mark mccormick who's also our vocation director and is the chaplain at the schools anyway he he heard about this you know tradition and we explained it to him and maybe he was at our house once i don't remember anyway he was so excited about it that he asked for a jesse tree set you know the the following advent And uh, and just was like would pray it with uh, you know brother priests and then you know the next year it was with all the Newman Center students and it was just this tradition that grew. It was fun seeing him as an adult, you know, kind of again being introduced to it and understanding the significance and and uh, and really just you know in that season of preparation entering into hey these are all the amazing things that God has done, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, to, draw us closer to him and uh, that reaches its culmination here in the person of Jesus Christ, which is just a beautiful thing that, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this rooted series. It looks like amazing. Yeah, that's great. It's, um, it's, it's so true. I mean, the, the way that salvation history works in, in the old Testament is it really does all point to, to Christ. And so I think, um, in my work with, with students, and um, I also just go to parishes and things and get to talk with folks in the pews, which is fantastic. And um, I, I've noticed that sometimes, you know, Catholics, I think, always have a kind of base level of familiarity with the Old Testament, because if we're going to Mass, you know, we're hearing a lot of Scripture over the three-year cycle of readings, right? Um, and if you go to daily Mass, you're really hearing a lot. So... Catholics always are familiar with the stories, um, even if they you know, don't know necessarily chapter verse. Um, 
But there's another degree of familiarity I think that's really important, which is to see how these events really do prepare the way for Christ coming and point to him and how he fulfills uh, those. And so the Jesse tree tradition is great for seeing that and for growing in that degree of familiarity. But I think there's still another level of familiarity that um, sometimes goes by the wayside, and that is realizing that the, the story of the Old Testament and those characters and figures, not only do they point to Christ, but we can identify with them. The, the temptations that they have, the triumphs that they experience, there are similar things that happen uh, very much in our own lives. And so one of the other goals um, of this series is to help um, Catholics form a habit of, of reading Scripture, but also a habit of learning to apply it to their lives and to see, oh, when I read about Cain, for example, you know, not a great not a great guy in a certain sense, right, in the Old <laughs> Testament, but then to also realize, but, you know, <laughs> to, to, to realize, you know, there's this, um, there's this way that we are all a little bit like Cain uh, mm-hmm. in, in our envy sometimes or in the way that we seek power over things, which is the point I try to highlight in the reflection we have on Cain. So, that way of reading Scripture sees it uh, not only as a story leading to Christ, but truly as my story, and I can relate mm. to these characters. And so that's a, been a fun part of this uh, series as well. Yeah, that is beautiful, and that's a particularly Augustinian way to 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 look at salvation history, right? To see the way that they all connect and and to enter people into the story. This is a this isn't these aren't just random things. These aren't just random people, but there's a story. There's a a way that God has been at work moving closer towards uh, who I'm supposed to be and who he wants the <laughs> everyone in the world to be, drawing us closer to him. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, we are oh, going to take a short little break, but I would love to chat more about how you, you know, how you do that in your family and then where people can find more uh, about the formed, uh, rooted Advent series. And, uh, and hopefully... After the break, Amy Julian will be joining us, and uh, and we'll get some more some more. Uh, sh- she just walked in the room, and she looks like she's anxious to say something. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic! Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Th- those of you who are listening. Real Presence Radio Live. Join us. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with uh, Dr. Scott talking about Rooted, the Advent Discover uh, the Jesse Tree this Advent series. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Your future, the future of your family, and the causes important to you are too precious to be left to chance. While no one can control the future completely, a little bit of certainty and predictability is good and healthy. Fortunately, Real Presence Radio has some practical methods to share with you to assist in establishing your will and estate plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. 
However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with... Amy Julian. And we are uh, we're broadcasting here from the... Rapid City Diocese, the heart of downtown Rapid City here at the Chancery Buildings. We've been talking to Dr. Scott Heffelfinger from the Augustine Institute, talking about a series on uh, Rooted, Discovering the Jesse Tree, this Advent a series on form. And so we got a little bit, a little taste before the break, and now we're here. Amy's raring to go to talk about this is one of, this is, these are, this is like the, uh, the co-mingling of all of Amy's favorite things. So A lot of my favorite things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually first became really tied into the Jesse Tree when Jacques and his family did a Jesse Tree ornament trade yeah, yeah. thing, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or so? It was a while ago, in fact. Oh, they wow. just Yeah, we just did one this year again with a, a mom's group from the cathedral here in Rapid City. And uh, the gist is, you know, people sign up, and if you have 15 people sign up, then, you know, each person makes 15 camels or whatever. And, yeah. And so you get a, you don't have to make all the the pieces yourself, but you can kind of switch them around and, and uh, see people's creativity. Yeah, I made 15 serpents on a staff. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> they were very good. <laughs> Uh, well, Dr. Scott, I, we, you know, we kind of assume this and, um, after, you know, t- talking to people, uh, it's, you know, what happens when you assume things, uh, who we're talking about a Jesse tree and who is this Jesse and why is there a tree? <laughs> What's happening? Exactly. Well, I, so one of the fun things about this series is that <clears throat> we get to have fun as we go along. And I, I actually think the Jesse tree, uh, the, the, putting those two words together, it's pretty amusing because let's just let's talk about them for a second, and then we'll kind of see why it's why it can be sort of funny. But Jesse uh, comes up in the story of King David because he is the father of David, um, and uh, that's in uh, the books of Samuel. We see that, um, but actually, the first mention of Jesse is before that in the book of Ruth. And it's put there um, precisely because 
uh, Ruth is very concerned with lineage, a sort of family tree. And so Jesse is uh, related to this idea of the family tree from which Christ will come forth. He is the you know, son of David, right, the, the new king. Um, but the funny thing to me is that yet another place where Jesse comes up is in Isaiah chapter 11, and this is where the image of the Jesse tree comes from. But it actually is put in this funny way where it's from the stump of Jesse a shoot will come forth. And so it's basically this chopped down kind of tree. Um, and and so I make a, a little joke in the show about how, you know, it's <laughs> like a Jesse stump, really, but that doesn't have the right ring to it. So, yeah. you know, we're going to call it a Jesse tree. Um, so it's basically the idea of the family line that comes from or passes by way of, of Jesse, the father of David, and um, it gets depicted, actually, in medieval uh, art, for example, in uh, stained glass windows where you see Jesse, and from kind of his side comes forth this branch, and it has all of the, uh, his descendants leading up to Christ. So basically tracing the story of um, this, this family, you know, God's chosen people in a way, and this particular family line down to, down to Christ. Yeah, that's fantastic. I was surprised. I was looking for some artwork for the for the booklet that we just did for this Jesse Tree swap, and and I had never seen the stained glass window of they're the amazing. Jesse Tree. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, I was surprised. It's just like people's heads, you know, or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> but where's the apple and the snake and the? Uh, yeah. yeah, but it yeah. makes more sense. You know, family tree, people yeah. people's heads. That's yeah. I was totally struck. I spent a good deal of time out of <laughs> Europe, and on one of my first trips to Rome. Um, I walked into St. John Lateran, one of the basilicas there, hmm. and uh, I had just started studying theology and looking around at uh, the, the art and the architectural features, and re- I realized, you know, there's an incredible amount of um, catechesis and theology hmm. built into this artwork, like the Jesse Tree stained glass window. You know, there's so much right. that is built into and that's just one panel out of, you know, in some of these cathedrals, out of 36, you know, different windows, each of which contains this rich kind of theological tapestry. So, so much there in art, and yeah, that's one special place that we see the Jesse Tree depicted. Mm-hmm. And I love, too, the more we know the Jesse Tree, then the readings that contain the genealogies, like a Christmas Eve, they come alive if you yes. recognize all of these characters. And then instead of just being somebody's boring family tree, you know, it's like our history. You know, this is our history that led to our Savior. Yeah, yeah, that is right. I, you know, I can remember being a child and, and hearing uh, and then start, you know, the the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, for example. Right. All the begats and, you know, father's <laughs> and stuff. And I was kind of like, oh, no, because <laughs> I knew it was just verse upon verse of, you know, this sort of thing. But then when you, yeah, once you start, uh, when you get to those readings and you've gone through some of these figures, you realize uh, the family line and you realize the role um, that each figure plays and the drama that's there. And that drama that is always accompanied by and surrounded by God's mercy. God's mercy is active in each of the lives of you know, these patriarchs and, and precursors to Christ, men and women, strengths and weaknesses, and all these different things. So, yeah, it really, really enriches uh, that, that liturgical reading and hearing of, of uh, these texts around Christmas time. I think this is just a you know another beautiful tool that we have that um, you know the Bible in a year. You got the the Bible in a year through the Amen app. You've got it through the Hello app, and 
uh, just this way of orienting us towards towards scripture to understanding mm-hmm. the story um, it's just something that we don't you know like you said you know we go to mass every every week and sometimes more than that and and we hear the stories but if we're not if we don't place them especially and if you're like me you know you're like who's this where is this where did this go um, we had a gentleman join through RCIA uh, like a year uh, a year before I met him, and he jumped into the diocese reps that he does this uh, spiritual exercises of Saint Ignatius over the course of like nine months. Um, but the first mm-hmm. eight weeks of that is um, Aramis, the Aramis program, and and you know just a random story of uh, from the Old Testament that really the whole point of it was to like elicit a understanding of love of God. Mm-hmm. This gentleman just got stuck because he was like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what the story is. I like, I totally like, I'd never got to prayer because I started to figure out like, who are these people? Where are they talking about? What's happening? Yeah. And it does, uh, you know, deteriorate, diminish our ability to, yeah, to to get the point. Yeah, and especially where we're kind of in a post-Christian time right now, unfortunately, we can assume that people know all of the stories. And I run into that at RCIA as well. And Jesse Tree is such a great way to introduce people into that history of our salvation. That's beautiful. Well, tell us... It's such a... It's such a low-stakes way of entering into it, you know. Kind of <laughs> we like low stakes. Short, short, yeah, exactly. It makes it easy to kind of step in. And then, you know, it's like putting out into the deep. You know, you don't realize how, how rich and beautiful it's going to be, but it makes it easy to step in. So the Rooted, um, the Rooted series is, where, where do we find it? Yeah, so it's on form.org. The easiest way to kind of find it is to go actually to augustininstitute.org. And there'll be a banner there for the Advent offerings that we have. And if you click on that, you can sign up, and you'll get it in your, your email inbox. Um, there's short seven-minute reflections, a little bit of Scripture first, and then uh, reflecting on that, applying it to our lives, seeing how it points to Christ, um, daily episodes during Advent. Um, so if you go to AugustaInstitute.org, you'll see a banner to sign up there for, uh, for the Advent series. Read it. Yeah, I just signed up this morning actually on form.org because <laughs> I love yeah. form. That's what I yeah, that's what I drive to, and so I'm really looking forward. So the first one drops on December first, right? Uh, December third. Oh, December third. Right? Oh, okay. The fir- 3rd, oh, on the first, first Sunday, Sunday of Advent. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I'm going to be watching it. For example, I have a 13 year old, a 10 year old. We're going to do it as as a family. They're going to laugh seeing their you know, their pop up on screen. But I think it's going to be a great conversation starter <laughs> for us. So we're going to kind of do that together and have some fun. Great. Yeah, I've got a 15-year-old daughter, and I was going to have her help me do some ornaments this year with wood burning to be able to go through mm-hmm. the different um, Ooh, yeah. reflections. Yeah, and there's a lot of different reflections. So I'm really anxious to see yours. And now, yeah, well, great. Dr. Scott, how long are the reflections? Are there is it something a family can do, you know, after they you know, before they jump into lighting candles and that kind of thing or what? Are they yeah, they're seven invest? minutes long, roughly. Okay. About seven minutes long. Sometimes a little shorter, sometimes a tiny bit longer. But seven minutes. So, you know, we're gonna I think try to do it um kind of after dinner before our bedtime prayer and mm-hmm. get started. Um but you know, I think it's you can squeeze it in, you know, at any point that's convenient. It's short enough to be kind of bite-sized. And what a great way to draw attention away from the commercial nature of Christmas, you know, back to our faith and, and anticipation of our Savior coming on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yes. 
I don't know if anybody's on Twitter these days, but there's a Twitter controversy. Someone mentioned something about a mortal sin. If you start celebrating Christmas before Advent, it's exploded on Twitter. But um, but it is really this kind of thing as Catholics. Like, how do we celebrate? What is the season of Advent about? And, and uh, so this looks like a great opportunity to just allow people through the forum platform to to really enter into this preparation time. How do we prepare our hearts for Jesus coming? Yeah, and in the midst of all of the Christmas programs and pageants and everything, it's nice to take the time to go through that stage of preparation and not cheat ourselves of this time so that we can really be ready at Christmas to really welcome our Savior into our lives and prepare for when He comes again. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Scott, do you have any final thoughts and words and wisdom for us and our listeners for this Advent? <laughs> oh, well, I just, I just echo what the two of you have just said, that, you know, there's so much going on in the world that kind of gets us a little too quickly to Christmas. This is a time to, to savor and to really enter into. Amen. Um, and then the more we can embrace Advent and different activities, there are great Advent hymns, um, you know, these, these reflections that we're putting up, um, you know, that's a very positive way. If we can embrace a lot of that, then we sort of, without trying to, we almost exclude some of the consumerism that can come into play. So savor the time, you know, reflect on the story of salvation, salvation history. Um, rooted is a great way to do that. And uh, it'll be a rich Advent, and Christmas will be all the more joyful if we can enter into Advent. Beautiful. Amen. Well, thank you, Dr. Scott. Uh, and for the, again, for those our listeners, uh, you can find Rooted at uh, Augustine Institute. Uh, now, now I'm fired. AugustineInstitute.org. <laughs> AugustineInstitute.org. They're through uh, Forum.org. If you go to AugustineInstitute.org and click on their Advent uh, things, you'll see Rooted, and then you'll see some other some other opportunities for celebrating Advent this year. Dr. Scott, thank you for your time. God bless you. Enjoy your, you uh, your day of teaching, whatever is ahead of you. <laughs> yep, I will. Thanks, Steve. You can take care and God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back from the break, you're not going to want to miss. We're going to be chatting with uh, Ross Johnson from Orthodontics of the Black Hills. Join us after the break. <laughs> 